Welcome to What the Hell Happened. My name is Esther, and I am once again joined by the relentless Mr. Lockwood. I am relentless <laughs> because I do not relent. True story. And our good friend and guest host, the magnificent Monty. Hello. Thank you for having me back You're as welcome. guest host. Yes. Yeah. We're very happy to have yeah. you back. Yeah. Glad you decided to come back. Yeah, yeah. I came for the candy that's laying out in front of me. That's all right. So Whatever I, it takes. I, no. ha- I had to bribe him a little bit. Yeah, well, it's good. It worked. Yeah. Keep it up. I, well, I figured <laughs> if I could get you down here, then the candy would keep you here. Well, you've succeeded. You were right. <clears throat> you were right. Right. And you're allowed to take candy from me because I'm not a stranger. <laughs> well, I never stopped me before. <laughs> oh, there's a bonus needle uh, in one of these somewhere. I can't. Wait. I should have got Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> I don't like Tootsie Rolls. I'm glad you didn't. No, I don't think any of us like them. No. That's not even food. No, it's really not. It's it's like Tart. fake taffy chocolate. Mm-hmm. Completely synthetic. Mm-hmm. There's no chocolate in that. No. Lies. It's masquerading as chocolate. There's no cocoa. Right. <laughs> no cocoa. I think it's whatsoever. supposed to be caramel, isn't it? No. It's supposed to be chocolate? Just poop. That's what it's supposed to be. It's like, it just tastes like poop. The fact that no one knows what flavor it's That's supposed to be is pretty bad. Yeah. 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 I mean, I like taffy. I like the colored taffy, like the saltwater taffy Yeah, and that's stuff. good. I like taffy. No, chocolate. It's not taffy. Gross taffy. No, neither it's... is Laffy Taffy. No. Yeah. But still, it's better than Tootsie Rolls. Must be Halloween. If you're a Tootsie Roll lover out there, we're not sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. No, sorry. Get a grip on your life. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, would you guys like to hear the second part of our story? I guess that's why we're here. Yep. So this is part two of our Indrid Cold story. If you have not listened to part one, you will definitely want to go back and do that before listening to this part or this episode, um, or nothing will make sense to you at all. Mm-hmm. Like Twin Peaks. Yeah, like it just didn't make any sense to Monty why he was here or what we were doing, <laughs> <laughs> or why Tootsie Rolls. Yeah. So as you both will remember, I hope, in part one, we talked about how Woodrow Derenberger came to meet a spaceman named Indrid Cold. I think you mean Woodrow Wilsonberger. Uh, you remember, turns <laughs> yeah. out. All right, we remember that. The details that he told Woody about his home, planet of Lanulos, and how Indrid Cold and Woody's family became friends and would visit him often. During this time of moving and settling, Woody and his family received many visits from Indrid Cold. Tanya remembers Indrid and his second-in-command, Carl Ardo, who had also become close friends with the family, would bring their wives and children to visit regularly. The kids would play while the adults would chat and share details of their different worlds. Whole family. They'd bring the whole family. The whole damn family. Damn. Mm-hmm. It was during one of these friendly visits with Indrid and Carl that Woody had his first peek inside of Indrid's ship. As the evening got late and the conversation came to an end, Woody strolled across the yard with the two men towards their craft. Would you like to see the inside? 
I guess I could look around for a minute. Woody was shown all through the ship, and as the tour ended, so left the fear that Woody had initially felt about getting on the ship. As the ship departed, he found himself wanting to get back on the craft again. He would be given that chance one night while returning from a sales call in a neighboring town. As he drove down the highway, he began to have an all too familiar tingling sensation in his forehead. Hello, Woody. There's a place up ahead that you should turn off of the road. We are waiting for you and would like to show you something. Woody followed Indrid's instructions and pulled off the exit to see the ship sitting off the side of the road to the right. He parked his van next to the ship and proceeded inside. We are going to Christie's Cabaret. <laughs> <laughs> Ever heard of Woo! it? <laughs> Pick any place on earth you would like to see. The Amazon. Can I see the Amazon warehouse? <laughs> That's what I thought of. Where too. do they make the Amazon? Oh my god. In a very short time, the metal porthole covers slid back and revealed windows. Woody found himself staring down at the Amazon forest. He described the feeling of traveling in the ship as having a constant vibration that made him slightly nauseous. They were flying very low over small villages. In fact, they were so low that he could see people walking around. That's what the sound. people of the Amazon heard. <laughs> That's what he flew over. Hi, y'all! <laughs> Quick, get my gun! <laughs> oh my gosh. After only a short time, the ship shot straight upwards until the ship was within 600 miles of the moon. This is where Woody got his first glance of the mothership. Indrid referred to it as the flagship of Lanulos. He recalls thinking that it was as big as a football field and as tall as a nine-story high building. So I brought this picture up for you guys. This is the scout ship, Indrid's scout ship. It's some kind of drawing or depiction of what it's supposed to look like. Hmm. You know, I've seen Lanulos. I've seen Futurama before. Yeah. It, you know what? It does look like their ship. A little bit. The delivery ship. A little more rotund, but yeah. And it also has the fucking Star Trek Enterprise warp drive nacelle on, on the it. side yeah. it does it's literally that mm, here we it's go exactly that here we go again then this next one is a sketch of what the mother ship the layout of the so mother. this is the ship they were flying around the amazon in yeah this is um injured scout but it's ship. not the tootsie roll anymore apparently this is it he traded it in okay. for uh-huh. a newer model. probably traded in traded it out. got a really good deal yeah has lights on it because yeah. you know he went to Lanulos lot number three to pick that bad boy up. <laughs> yeah, it does look like a much newer model. And then this is what the layout of the mothership that they are approaching is supposed to look like. A surfboard? Yeah. <laughs> With holy arms. Holy crap. Talk about a downgrade. Yeah. Uh, so I think the ship is supposed to be like, those are the levels. At least it's called Starship. Because he said it was supposed to be like five stories high. So mm. I think the ship is not like long. Crew it's quarters. up and down. Mm. Yeah. Well, in space, there is no up and down. Well, I'm aware. But when it lands, I think, well, I don't know. I don't understand this drawing at all. It probably doesn't land. You know what? 
they they said back in the 50s that all the spaceships looked like cigars. Oh, it, it is cigar <gasps> shaped. Wow. That's where it came from. Mind blowing. From were, Cuba. You were putting pieces together. That's what yeah. they saw. It kind of looks like a pair of Converse. Look, those are the laces up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the mothership doesn't come down and fly around the planet. Right. It's it's like a, you know, it's like a cruise ship. You got to take your little dinghy. Right. You got to take the, the dinghy out. Right. Yeah. Or the Lanulo Scout ship. Yeah. Or the Twinkie. It's the bus terminal. <laughs> I mean, the, we got a Tootsie Roll. Tootsie now roll. we got a Twinkie. Yeah, these guys are just diabetic, I think. <laughs> I think I'm diabetic now. Lanulose is just insulin planet. The smaller ship flew straight up underneath the much larger ship and docked. Woody was escorted to the commander of the ship and was introduced to all of the crew. The crew consisted of both men and women. They next went to the dining hall, where they offered Woody some food that he would describe as meat called katuma that tasted like deer meat, a bowl of something similar to potatoes, and a bean that resembled Earth's green beans. The ship flew so close to the moon that Woody remembers seeing a bridge where Indrid claims that they have other ships parked. What? This doesn't make any sense. The moon is the parking garage. Bridge? I don't know. There was some kind of bridge. Now, 600 miles away from the surface is quite close. Yeah? Yeah. The moon would be enormous at that distance. You could see things on the surface? No. I mean, if is it a bridge where like the mothership's dock? I don't know. It, the, all it said was that it's where they yeah. parked other ships. I suppose if it was like a shipyard of mother ships, you, you could, could see, see it. it yeah. Right. That was my thought. Yeah. yeah. Their next trip was to Saturn, which appeared to Woody to be purely an agricultural planet. Sure, sure. <laughs> Even Monty can't take it. He could see the rings of Saturn that he described as ice with the sun shining through them causing rainbows. That's so nice. It's pretty. It sounds nice. Yeah, it seems like a nice planet. Their next stop was Lanulos. The ship flew so close to the surface that Woody was able to wave at people on the surface. This is just like a fucking like schizophrenic dream. I told you it gets better. <laughs> This isn't even the good part yet. <laughs> good Lord. Woody is on acid. <laughs> yeah, he is. I think Woody's been fucking around with the CIA and they mm. dosed him for fun. This is MK Ultra to yeah. the time period. Oh, yeah. man. Telepathy. Yeah. The planet looked very much like Earth in many regards. They did not land on Lanulos, however, because Indrid said that in order to do so, Woody would need to get a decontamination shot to immunize him. This was also to prevent the people of Lanulos from getting anything from Woody. Syphilis. Sounds like science to me. That's how our science works now. So I think he got that part right. Dr. Truth Science. You get the immunization that stops you from getting anything and it stops anyone else from getting Dr. anything. Dr. Paul, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Indra did tell Woody that in the near future he would be allowed to visit the surface should he wish to do so. We have been investigating your planet since 1947. We do not yet understand Earth's ways, 
our way of living with each other is different than yours. If, at some point, you would like to, you may move your family to Lanulos, Mars, Saturn, or any other planet that would seem suitable. How about Uranus? <laughs> Uranus does indeed have vacancy. <laughs> Delivery and rare. <laughs> You could stay in my anus as long as you want. <laughs> oh, that's a whole different podcast. <laughs> what the hell happened after dark? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that would be funny. You could stay as long as you want. You would earn a living through a position assignment. We will teach you the way of our planet. I thought that you would be a little upset that Woody here got offered to move to Mars. We know how you feel about Mars. I know Mars. it didn't actually happen, so it's not you don't know that. me. What kind of industry do they have on Mars? I don't know. They don't talk much about what's on Mars. They just offered, <clears throat> you know, these people from this one planet offered for him to move to someone else's planet without, yeah. like, asking them. It's interesting. Yeah, it's rude. Wouldn't be the worst place to manufacture hydrocarbons. But then again, you could just literally pump the surface of Uranus. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of hydrocarbons in there. A lot of methane in yeah, Uranus, too. Yeah, it's all just hydrocarbons. Yeah. Sulfury a bit, but, yeah. you know. Sulfurs, a lot of... Uh... Get out the Uranus pump. Mm -hmm. yeah. It is a gas giant. On May 11th, 1967, Woody got his opportunity to visit Lanulos, as Indrid had promised. He was once again on his way home from a sales meeting when he received a message from Indrid. Woody followed the instructions and found the ship waiting for him. Once aboard the ship, he was introduced to Indrid's wife, Kimmy, and two other members of the crew, Tony and Daryl. What the fuck? <laughs> What? Tony and Daryl. Tony spelled T-O-N-N-I. Tony. Is it Tony? I don't know. That, that is, is it a chick? I'm not certain. Tanya? Tanya? No. Tanya Harding? Maybe it is Tony. I like Tony. I like Tony. Tony and Daryl? Tony and Daryl, yeah. I think you should keep it as Tony. We'll, we'll just go with Tony. Tony. <laughs> On the 30-minute trip to Lanulos, Daryl gave him an injection in his right arm. He was then sent to an antiseptic shower of sorts. Shot him up with heroin. <laughs> oh, yeah. You want to shoot me up with something? Go for it. I'd what? be like, mm. Your name's what? Daryl? Oh, okay. Yeah. Shoot me up with whatever you want, Daryl. Daryl. When arriving on Lanulos, Woody, Carl, and Indrid went directly to Indrid's home. It was a beautiful brick home. The east-facing side of the house was constructed entirely of glass. Woody was introduced to Indrid's children, 12-year-old Connard and 10-year-old Connor, and the baby girl who was five months old. Everything in the home was very similar to Earth homes. Indrid said that they use atomic power for their cooking, heat, and lighting. After a lengthy tour of their home, Woody was taken to the nearest town or gathering. The gatherings were numbered, and this particular one was called Gathering 27. Fucking communists. <laughs> they are fucking communists. Space aren't they? commies. Well, you know what this reminds me Could of? Could be a Lanulose orgy. 
Yeah. This this reminds me of what is it? The... Oh no, the gathering is their city. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. You didn't remember that. That's why I said they're communists. I remember it now. Oh, okay. Well, this reminds me of the um, the Hunger Games where they all have numbers. The districts have numbers. Yeah. That's what I thought of when he was talking about like the different. Everything's numbered. Mm. So it's a prison planet. I don't know. <laughs> it's just well organized, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the utopian society, we don't need real names. They're just numbered. Right. We, we just, just need names like Connard. And yeah. Connor. And Connor. It's it's a prison planet full of millennials. Yeah. Naming their kids stupid things. <laughs> oh, but wait. There's more. <laughs> but wait, it gets dumber. Mm-hmm. They marched Woody through what he considered to be like a department store. Kimmy on one side and Indrid on the other, each holding one of Woody's hands. This was to keep him from picking up anything to take home as a souvenir. There were all kinds of items, but he could not tell what the use of them was because the writing on the packages was in Lanulosian. So it's just like Earth, but he can't figure out what anything is. Interesting. Yeah, I have thoughts. I'm going to save it for the end. Yeah. That's all <laughs> I, I'll I, say. Yeah, I've got thoughts on that. So, uh, speaking of Lanulosian, <laughs> this is um, supposed to be the intergalactic alphabet. It's amazing that they have 26 letters in their alphabet, and they correspond exactly to letters we have in ours. That is a yeah. really big coincidence. And a lot of those symbols look just like the letters. They're like right. over the wrong letter. There's an F, there's a T, there's an M, there's hey, a U. It's really fascinating. This alien language can be translated directly to the Latin That's script. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's very, very fun. Mm-hmm. Look, Q looks like Q. And the word at the bottom is translated to lanulose. Oh, is what the good. the long word is. Oh, you know, that's... just throwing that out there in case you couldn't use the cipher to yeah. figure it out. The T, the zodiac symbol, mm-hmm. zodiac killer symbol, an umbrella, yeah. Half a moon. square, yeah. uh, asterisks. Yeah, please press star and pause. Equal. Equals. Inverted equals. Okay. I mean, upside down goalpost. Yeah. No. M. Who knows? <laughs> y is do not enter. so how do you guys feel about kimmy and indrid holding his hands for this department store because i i thought that was really funny i was just like they're like baby walking him through this department store but indrid made it very clear to him at one point woody thought to himself oh i'm great i'm gonna take something home so i can prove my story but indrid and kimmy grabbed his hands and they were like no no yeah because they heard him thinking mm-hmm. yeah Andrew laughed and he was like no no you can't do that you know we don't want we don't want anyone to know about us but hmm. even though we're a fucking intergalactic species right that also live in earth's solar system for some yeah. reason and Andrew seems to be just tooling around earth frequently yeah yeah, he's just, yeah with he's... his buddies yeah yeah so i i don't know i just Weird. thought that was silly like yeah, we don't want anybody weird. to know, but we're like always hanging around. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've only we've been watching your planet for like fifteen years or but more. We can't figure out how it works. Yeah, right. Such so, an advanced culture. Oh, did I mention that lanulos are nudists? No, you did not. Wow. Well, they are. <laughs> That's hot. Mm-hmm. 
They do not wear clothes at all during the warmer seasons. There's a seasons. lot of blue bits just oh. flopping around. And Woody's name is Woody. How fitting. They do not wear clothes at all during the warmer seasons. They do, however, dress up for formal events. Hmm. Like sluts, probably. <laughs> Maybe clothes are like sexy what? to them, but like nudity isn't. Maybe. Yeah, that it's makes like, total sense. It's like inverted. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I mean, their language is fucked up enough. Why wouldn't their <laughs> sense of dress and sex be fucked up too? As they left the store, a group of six Lanulosians struck up a conversation with them out on the sidewalk. Woody felt out of place being the only person that was fully dressed. After some conversation, they moved on to another store where Carl and Indrid took Woody into a bathroom and asked him to disrobe. The kids? No, Carl and Indred. Oh. Wait, so they had to take him to the... So is it still indecent to get in undressed in front of people? Like he couldn't just do it in public, <laughs> even though they're all naked? You know, sense. I didn't even think of that, but that is so true. Like what difference yeah. would it make is the act of getting undressed? You can't do it in public? Kind no, of. It's, it's like a holdover from the ancient times when everyone had to wear clothes. It's just one of those... Uh, I'm not buying taboos that, that no. just lasted. No. Yeah, I feel like the sorry, f- like ketchup. I feel like our first part of this story, like the first episode of it, was somehow still kind of believable. Yes, yeah. it was. It was subtle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Remember how I kept saying, you know, selling past the sale and all that. Yeah. Mm. She knew. Oh, he's that selling. The sale. The sale was not even getting started yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was obviously so that he would fit in better with the other Lanulosians and they would not be as leery to speak to him. After much hesitation, Woody finally relented. He had observed during this time on the planet that there were no Lanulosians that were overweight. I would like to add that I would have not relented. No. I would have maintained wearing my clothes. Mm. What if they just took your clothes off of you? I'd hit hit them. That's some other kind of offense, but I don't know how their legal system works on Lanny Lewis. I don't think it exists. It mean lawless. I, yeah, a little no, bit. No, it's utopia. There is no need for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These are advanced creature humans or something. <laughs> yes, there are no Lanny Lewisians that are overweight. They're all naked and slim. Well, they get that good produce from Saturn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. The agricultural planet. Yeah, the hydrogen. Mm-hmm. Their next stop was a steel factory. So they just took him. They paraded him all over the place now, and showed him all kinds of I don't know about you things. guys, but I would not want to be fucking around with steel while naked. Yeah, I was just going to say that. And yes, the workers did have clothes on. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Oh, see, so it's like a strip club. He anticipated my thought. Or I did, and I worded it that way to wait for you to oh. say it. Oh, so you, you're you the one that's fixing this up for these people? I'm the people? genius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, pulling the strings over here, mm-hmm. the levers of power. Mm, the puppet master. <laughs> you're the hey. click it master. Mm-hmm. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. There's a huge pool that ran around the perimeter of the entire building. When the workday was over, all of the workers would disrobe. <laughs> I can't even say it. <laughs> When you're typing it, did it sound less ridiculous than it does no! now? <laughs> this whole thing sounds ridiculous. All of the workers would disrobe and bathe in the pool. There were water jets and soap available. That's oh, nice. Well, that's good. Mm. They're not just swimming in each other's fucking filth and grime. No, it's like a bathhouse Well, they have advanced outside. filtration systems. Mm, of course, you know. yeah. 
disease is non-existent on Lanulose, I'm guessing. Well, that's because they have vaccines. <laughs> yeah, mm. they vaccinate everyone that comes yes. to the planet. There were, there were so many details about Lanulose that I had to kind of, at some point, just give you a summary list. <laughs> right. So here are some quick things to point, know. At one point, I had had enough of this. At one point, my eyes hurt from rolling them. I mean, look how thick that book is. I know, right? <laughs> that one too. Quick things to know about Lanulose. On Lanulose, the cars have no wheels and are air-powered. Sure. They have coffee, but it's all decaf. What? No caffeine in any of this coffee, which why? What is, what is the point? There's Again, no point. there yeah. is no point. What is the point? Why would you drink something that tastes bad that doesn't have any benefits? Right. I mean, if only to just want to put like sugar creamer in it and drink it that way. But well, drink yeah. pop. Right. Drink some lanulose and cola. This is why these people are so Oh, no. Drink the national beverage. Urine. <laughs> no, bath water. <laughs> with urine in it. Yeah, probably. No, with steel shavings on it. Yeah. We're getting it from the factory across the street. It's like slurm. <laughs> yeah. Delicious. Although everyone works, the pay is according to the size of your family, not your skill set. Good. I'm oh, glad my. that the harder you work, the less you get. <laughs> my God. Yep. They are communists. Gotta have a lot of children. Children start school at the age of understanding and go until they are 28, which we talked about in the last episode a little bit. But I don't know what the age of understanding is. Monty's shaking Monty's pissed. He's mad. This, like, I'm getting... <laughs> I don't know why this irks me so much. It just it's it just stinks. It just leaves a really bad taste in my mouth. Either that or it's these chewy pumpkin things. I don't nope, it's probably the story. You know, I think it was the first time Esther ever told me an insane story, I freaked out too. Yeah. He he was like angry and couldn't believe that someone would like Well not only that, they disparaged like a personal I don't know about hero, hero but of like a, a f- and a very important scientist. Yes. And I had to get him to the and point where really he would just roll going. with the yeah. story, right? She had to yell at me and tell me to stop being yeah. so... Told you to grow up. Autistic. <laughs> <laughs> the children, when they graduate, they can choose any job they like. Doesn't matter. Wow. Astrophysicists, even mm-hmm. if you're a flunky. Yep. But you go to your 28, so I would hope you've learned something. But yeah, you can do whatever nope. you want. Of course you can. It's a utopia. Do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. To avoid overpopulation, they have very strict birth control policies, but they do also have orphanages. So if you have a kid, you don't want them. Right. But in their defense, um, the orphanages, they did describe a little more in detail and they weren't they aren't like what you like what we would think in orphanages like, you mean like dark places and, that destroy children permanently yes for like the rest sad, of their lives dark awful like no no adults are around they're just mopping the floors like that so lanulose's orphanages apparently there is one adult per child in the orphanage that cares and loves for <laughs> loves the child the lanulosians are encouraged to adopt so they can only have i think a certain amount of children but then Mm. they can adopt other children and i can't remember i think it did say how the children could end up in the orphanages but i think it's more of like both parents have to have died or something but i thought they've eradicated death on lanulose no they just live to be older but they eventually die so it's china the planet 
to birth control China, policy. The, <laughs> the vegetables, rice. This guy got ahead of he was ahead yeah. of his time though, or whoever wrote this, because yeah. that was before all that happened. Well, this is Woody. Uh, this is the sixties. Woody predicted it. He might have, yeah. He uh, he might have predicted a lot of things. I know one thing about Woody. He likes Karl Marx. <laughs> he does. Got him on speed dial. All right, so that is the end of the rest of the fun facts about Lanulus. Oh, my I, God, I just realized Indrid Cold is Karl Marx spelled backwards. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be so epic if that were true. <laughs> well, I mean, if you convert it to the intergalactic alphabet and then switch it backwards and then convert it back to English, yeah, what, it does. Totally what says, says Karl Marx. What is Indrid Cold? In? Like I'm not doing this. This is stupid. I give up. <laughs> You're right. It is stupid. You should give up. I got I N D, end, as in let's end this. <laughs> we got a few more pages to go. I I feel like I've been bamboozled. I've been lured here with promises of candy. Oh, you got candy. Like a vacuum sales yeah. pitch. Yeah, something like that. This is very. This whole thing is extremely meta. <laughs> Now you know how Mr. Lockwood feels every other week. Well, he does it to himself. He yeah, but I'm you. starting to like it. Yeah, he's he's coming around. He knows what he got himself into. I, on the other hand, went into this totally blind. <laughs> it hurts at first, but soon you'll learn to like it. You give me my favorite food. Just like communism. Tacos one week, pizza, mm-hmm. candy. I can't say no. Next, Woody was taken to the house of an Earth family that had moved to Lanulos and had lived there for 40 years. They arrived at a small farm belonging to John and Carolyn Peterson, formerly of Mexico. No. Oh, the Peterson's a very popular Mexican name. Yep. <laughs> Spanish, in too. Peterson. Peter Ches. Did you like my enthusiasm? I like his face. I know. Every time you say the word Peterson. Shouldn't they be like, it should be Perez or something. Right. Yes. Mr. Perez. Mr. Gonzalez. Mr. Peterson was 90 and his wife was 85, although they looked to be more like 55 and 50 years of age. They were avid game players and their favorite game being much like tennis. They were in very good physical health, They had raised seven children and would live out the rest of their days on Lanulos. At this point, it was time for Woody to return home and arrived on Earth around 9 p.m. After seeing what Lanulos was like, he was in awe of its people and the way they all got along and treated each other with such love and respect. He wasn't so sure about moving there, though. He was of the opinion that he could be much more useful on Earth, spreading the word and telling of his experience. Mm. Evangelizing. Yeah, what a fucking saint. You can make a religion out of this. Yeah. Like communism. (laughs) It all just circles back to that. No, it doesn't just circle back. It circles back when it's fucking communistic propaganda. Yeah. Wow, it's such a great place that people from Earth want to move here. It's just so good. Do you think that Lanulosians need vacuums? No, they've eradicated dirt because it's a utopia. That's right. You fucking assholes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) 
I wish y'all could see his face right now because he is just not happy. I've never seen this side of Monty before. No. He's shaking his head. Irritated. He's about to explode. (laughs) God. We need to have guests more often that have no idea what's happening. Like his robot parts are falling off of him. Yeah. Sorry about the mess. It's okay. We'll sweep you up later. Anything else you want to say about Lanulos and Mr. Peterson? I think it should be nuked from orbit. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only way to be sure. <laughs> I don't know. I think it sounds lovely. It does sound lovely. Except for the part where if you're friends with Lenny Lozens and you go to their planet that they, they want to take you, you to take your clothes <laughs> off. Take you into a bathroom and disrobe you. That's a little concerning for me. Yeah. I mean it's nice that it's it's got no crime, no problems, but everyone has to work. And communally bathe. And they can do whatever yeah. they want. And their dicks are flopping around. Except these people have a farm. Mm-hmm. So they're not really even participating. So nope. There's a little they freedom. They should be on Saturn. They're off the come grid. Come to think of it. Yeah, so it's, I don't you know, maybe there's a little freedom. Of course, there are many other species in the universe. Oh, really? And Woody got to meet one of these such people on numerous occasions. Mm, yeah, Star Trek. Who do you think that he pictured himself as in this, in this, uh, as a Star Trek person? He definitely thinks he's Spock. He does? Yeah, maybe. I think so. He's he's not a Kirk. No. no. Bones. He's like he's he's coming off as being very uh, intellectual, mm-hmm. but it seems phony. It's fake intellectual. He's like, oh, it's an agricultural planet of Saturn. Well, he was told all this stuff by Android, and I think in his book he was just relaying. But it. he said he saw it. Well, yeah. yeah, he saw it, but. Well, how come when I look at Saturn, I don't see that? Yeah, I see. Because you haven't been two feet from its rings to see the rainbows. Get over yourself. I have. It's called New Horizons. You've seen nothing. He was there last week. <laughs> There's satellites flying all over him all the time. There's pictures. Everyone knows Saturn is a resort planet, not an agricultural planet. Of hydrogen. Yeah, the hydrogen baths of Saturn. <laughs> Yeah. Well, maybe Indrid had to interpret what he was seeing. Yeah, he had to explain it to him. Because, you know, a person who grew up in West Virginia has never seen a farm Yeah, before. they don't know what farm yeah. looks like. I didn't say explain the farm. I said I explained the rings of Saturn Bought to him. the farm. His first encounter was merely by happenstance. One evening, there was a knock on the door, and on the other side of it was a young man named Jim. Tony, Daryl, Jim... Carl. Carl. <laughs> Your favorite is Carl. And Indrid. Like it can't be like clack clack smash Yeah, why can't it be pronounced like that looks? Clack to whatever. What was that from? I don't know. Edit that out. That was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. No, she does what she wants. His first encounter was merely by happenstance. One evening there was a knock on the door and on the other side of it was a young man named Jim. He and his cousin Darla were out skywatching the night before and had an encounter that he thought Woody should hear. As the pair sat in the car, it began to rain heavily. Suddenly they saw lights in the sky that approached the ground very quickly. The craft landed to the left side of the car and slightly behind it. After a few seconds, Jim began to hear voices having a conversation but Darla didn't hear any voices at all. He began to feel a tingling in his face. The pair was startled when there was a sharp knocking on the back passenger window. Sitting in fear, 
The man knocked again on the window before walking behind the car with his back towards them. Is this your wife? No, this is my cousin. We would like you to come with us. Have her lock the doors. We will return soon. Is this your wife? No, it's my cousin. <laughs> what are these two doing? We're sky watching. In the middle of fucking Yeah, nowhere. right. It sounds, this whole thing sounds super West Virginia. We're going to offend everyone. Yeah, a little bit. I'm going to try to make it work. <laughs> <laughs> Jim was terrified, but followed the man to the back of the car and down the road in the direction of their ship. As they got closer, he could see that the ship was pink in color. While walking with the men, he observed that they were built like regular men. Their faces were normal looking, with the exception that their eyes were red and had many wrinkles around them. Instead of hair covering their heads, they had what appeared to be more like chicken feathers. I have a drawing of these people. You do? That's oh hey, that's God. the guy who plays in Rings of Power, yeah. the elf. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say he looks like an elf on the shelf, minus the Santa hat. Humanoid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I highlighted it's it. It's not even has it doesn't even have a species name. I went to school with him. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Hmm. It's a big school. Part of the <laughs> class of six thousand. <laughs> yeah. Deja vu. I can't believe how many people in the story went to school with. Yeah, it's very strange. So Apparently, the hair on his head is not hair. It's chicken feathers. Or very, what, very short crop Or what looks feathers. like chicken no, feathers. No, th- 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 we call those waves. Yeah, it looks like he's just got really tight, like... Yeah. he's. You know what that is? It's like when you start dreadlocks. Yeah. But your hair's short and they have mm-hmm. to grow out. What's really crazy about this drawing is that he said he looked like a normal person except for, like, the color of his eyes and the wrinkliness. But to me... How do you not notice that the person's eye is enormous and in the middle of their forehead, like, yeah. <laughs> like way well, up on the forehead there? Yeah, he that this drawing looks a lot more messed up than like than the description. description. It, like the description just sounds like a guy on coke who went to Spirit of Halloween and got like a chicken costume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Which okay, I can I'll roll with that, but this is just a different. This is too much. <laughs> right. It's like so subtly different from a human that like I don't know, I just don't it's know like how you It's like Star Trek, the show. Once near the ship, the men asked Jim to give them his watch, his shoes, his socks, and his flashlight. And his wallet. I need your coat, your boots, <laughs> and your motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> they told him that they would be back the next night to return the items. Jim went back to the car, and he and Darla left in a confused and terrified state. I think I was just robbed. Uh, yeah, space robbery. I think I was just robbed. Yeah, I was carjacked. Cooper. By some chicken aliens. <laughs> that was sort of like the, the killer, you know, the two people are making out on the hill, oh, like overlooking the yeah. city, and the killer just shows up and like kills them. But he's got a hook for a hand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they drive away, but the hook is still attached yeah. to the door. Except yeah. this time it's a pink ship. Yeah. It's chicken feathers stuck chicken to the side. And <laughs> stuck to it. The killer just wants to steal your watch <laughs> and then send you on your way. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you a little bit more but about But you know, on guys. the civilized planet of Lanulos, that would be terrifying. Yeah, this is the criminal planet. I just had a thought, and I'm going to keep it to myself. Okay. After telling Woody this story, Woody immediately contacted Indrid, 
and was instructed to go with Jim and Darla back to the scene of the encounter and wait for further instructions. You mean crime. They arrived, and after waiting a short while, they spotted the pink craft land in the same location it had the evening before. Woody then received a message from Indrid, directing him and Jim to approach the vehicle and distract occupants while he and Carl snuck up from behind. Once behind them, Indrid and Carl, without any violence, directed the men back into their ship and with their ship escorted them away from Earth. Later, Woody would find out that these men were called humanoids and that on their planet, if something was left unattended, it was free game for anyone to pick up and take. Oh, it's Detroit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it. They are not from our galaxy, and Indrid had warned that they would have stolen everything that Jim owned had they not stopped them. So they are carjackers. <laughs> Imagine going to a planet of carjackers. Is it like... And they don't think it's wrong. That's yeah. They don't know any better. So is there like... Is that a planet? It's Schrodinger's car. There's a bunch of cars to steal, but there's no cars because they're all stolen. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And I can't imagine these people like... You live on a planet where it's okay to take things if they're left unintended. So do you leave the house every day just knowing you're going to come home to find nothing? Like, like the house is just gone. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was just sitting here. Yeah. So they, we're taking it. Yeah, I mean, that would be, that doesn't make any sense to me. There's no way that oh, could actually way, work out. We're literally, like, what What do you call yourselves? Humanoids. humanoids. you like, got to have a name. We are the race of humanoids. Yeah. Well, and they don't live okay. in our galaxy. And right, of course. We're from a galaxy. That's like the Goosebumps book, uh, Calling All Creeps, and the creatures call themselves creeps. Yeah. Like, okay, you yeah. could, that's, okay. all right, Yeah, fine, easy, easy, easy workaround. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Eventually, there had been a sighting of 11 of these humanoid ships all in one place. Indrid and his fleet intercepted them and escorted them to the edge of the galaxy and told them that they were not to come back. <laughs> Woody wow. never saw another humanoid after that. I bet so. They really solved that problem. Yeah, the race of carjackers. You know, you just tell them no and they, they are, right. they're done. Oh, I'm like, sorry, okay, cool. mister. So I'm sorry. I didn't realize that. You I know, thought it was fine. didn't realize that this planet had security. But now detail. that I know it's not fine. Yeah. Peace. I know the error of my you'll ways. shake your finger at it's me. It's cool. We'll just go take another planet. He also later says that the very famous abduction of Betty and Barney Hill was actually an encounter with these same humanoids. Have you guys ever heard of Betty also, and Barney Hill? Also, they're kidnappers Hill? too. What's that? Yeah, I have. You have? Mm -hmm. So apparently these are the people that they came across. Betty and Barney Hill. Mm -hmm. Very famous contact abduction story. No, I haven't told you that one. That's the only way you would have known it. Because you don't read that shit. It was a big scandal because they were an interracial couple. Yes. In the 60s. Yes. In the South. I and think. they got abducted by aliens. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Around this time, Woody's daughter Tanya says that her dad seemed to be gone a lot. It started out being a few hours here and there, and at times he was gone for days. He would return home and tell his family of the places Indrid and Carl had taken him. At this point in time, he had also started doing some speaking engagements, and while he was gone on those trips, Tanya remembers that Indrid and Carl would always check in on Catherine and the kids. 
She recalls that they were always popping up in places to make sure that the family was okay in sort of a protective way. One of the last straws for Woody's wife, Catherine, was when her and Tanya left for a shopping trip, and upon returning, her father was able to tell them every store they went to and everything they had purchased. Indrid had been following them, keeping tabs and telepathically relaying to Woody where they had been and what they were doing. A lot of times, this was all in good fun. Indrid and Carl were jokesters and were always harmlessly messing with people. Catherine soon left Woody due to his constant disappearing with no explanation of where he had been most of the time. She and the kids moved to Cleveland, Ohio. She met a man by the name of Bob, who was part of the Cleveland ufology group and uh, ended up marrying no. him. Oh, she has a type, huh? I'm going to stop for a second because, like, she left Woody for actually having alien friends to marry a man who has a, has a newsletter. Yeah. <laughs> like, who lives in his mom's basement. Who waits outside to want to meet we the have, alien. We have like, some of those, man. Maybe, maybe Woody, was it was just too much. Like, she liked it a little bit, but she yeah. needed to tone it down a little. But I was kind of like, what? <laughs> It seems like a lateral it's move. Just the cheating. It's like a lateral it's move. Probably what was bothering her. Yeah, it's the affair. <laughs> oh, it's probably the affair. With whom? Indrid. Pretty uh, much. He's been gone for days at a time, and he doesn't know where he's been. And he doesn't know where he's been. Mm-hmm. A fugue state. <laughs> I can imagine this conversation. You gotta believe me. They're the the injured cold and the 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 pink dildo ship and <laughs> the tootsie roll ship. The tootsie roll ship. It says you gotta believe me. And the Twinkie ship. He keeps coming back, and she's like, "I wonder why there was feathers in your underwear." <laughs> Who's Darla? <laughs> oh my God, what's wrong with you? Woody too would eventually move to Cleveland to be closer to his kids, and ended up passing away on March seventh, nineteen ninety. His funeral was packed, and Tanya claims that Indrid, Carl, and their adult sons were in attendance. Picture, or it didn't happen. Yeah, it's 1990. They should have Don't pictures. Don't have that. You're telling me there was no pictures. Yep. No. Yep. Tanya also said that there were a ton of people that showed up to her father's funeral that were there kind of solely just to lay eyes on Indrid, because he had been talking about him for so long now and doing conferences and and speaking engagements and so people would show up just to see if they could lay eyes on him and tanya said that those people showed up and they were there um but tanya didn't like point them out to anyone i don't know they were there like secretly i have no idea Uh it's the most secret public funeral of all time Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) the most public secret funeral (laughs) Whichever way you slice it. Whichever way you want that to be. Between his first sighting in 1966 and his death, Woodrow Derenberger had countless interactions with Indrid, Carl, and their families. He traveled to numerous planets, including Venus, Saturn, Lanulos, and a planet called Uranus. Planet Cannabis. That's where he was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. an agricultural planet for yeah, sure. That's what they grow on Saturn. You're right. High grade bud crop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they make um, gummies. And a planet called Cerebus that was one of Indrid's crew members' home planet. Woody had a ton of speaking engagements and conferences throughout these years. This was the arrangement that he had made with the space people. 
They wanted him to make earthlings understand their ways and bring friendship between them. He believed that the space people were sent from God to help us. He claims that they have tried time and time again to make contact and to be known to everyone, only to be shot down. Also, the government will not tell us the truth, and they think that we are all too stupid to understand the grand scale of what's really going on. They're right about that. Yeah. Yeah. We are too stupid. Broken clock is right twice a day. My brain hurts. I'm just just like... It's a lot. Like, you have no idea. I think I'm confused. This is the uber-condensed version. Um, What are you confused about? Well, part of the tactics of, you know, making up a big pile of bullshit is to confuse your listeners, but not so much that they're like, oh, Um, As I was reading the book, there were multiple discrepancies. (laughs) No. (laughs) Don't say... I mean, even just like little ones that I was kind of like, that's weird because a chapter earlier, he said like a completely different word. Now, I don't know if it's a typo, but in that book at one point, Conard is spelled Conrad, um, but only once and all the other times it's Conard. So I'm like, I don't know. That's really weird. Um, And one paragraph when he was talking about the gatherings, yeah, there was one that said 27. And then as he was talking about going through that gathering with Indrid and Carl and Kimmy, in the next line, he's, he calls it gathering 28 instead of 27. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of just... I had a lot of trouble just kind of trying to piece it together in a way that yeah. you guys could like follow it quickly. It's not your, you that has yeah. caused the confusion. It's the source material. Yeah. You know, even like the mechanics of this telepathy. That almost really isn't even in your descriptions of his visit. What do you mean? Well, <laughs> they talk. They have a conversation. It's like, if you really want to have fun, you're like, hey, I'm going to tell you this story about how telepathy works. And they call it telepathizing. Or just to be a complete asshole, you could make up some fucking name like that. Some stupid... They call it like, shining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they call it chitterbatten. <laughs> chitterbatten. I like the shining. Well, that's what the shining is. I know. Yes. The inconsistencies are... Yes. They're yeah. not just like facts, but mm-hmm. they're like... It's structural. Structural. Yes. Yes. I agree. There were, there were quite a few, so I kind of went on the like like the name thing i just went with how many were the same that yeah. one won out for me so the, the, the conrad thing could just be a typo it could have been it only happened one time but when you hear the the name conard you think it's wrong and it should be conrad yeah you know i think they said a bad editor yeah i, I don't know <laughs> something as tanya grew up she would continue to be visited by Endred and his two sons This would be so all through her teen years. After Woody's passing, she came into possession of a box of things that belonged to her father. In the box, mixed with all of his correspondence letters and original manuscript, a gimp suit, she found two vials. These vials had once been given to her by Endred when she was sick as a child. My God. Vials? Yeah, like they had medicine in them or something. Like acid? I don't know. It just said vials. Like, Indra drugged her. Well, he gave he gave the vials obviously not right to her when she was small. Like they gave he gave them to Woody obviously, and then they gave her the drugs. 
I'm not sure. They, they didn't. She didn't elaborate. What? I just told you about as much as what his was in the book. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't have more for you. They just don't. Like, they don't elaborate on, one, on shit. On one hand, I have so much more information that I didn't put in here, but on the other hand, even all that information is not enough to it's actually explain. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. She goes on to lay out the family tree of the Cold family, including Connard, Connor, and Cumulus's children's names and ages. Tanya knows all their kids' names, all their ages. Like, it's pretty in-depth. Like, that part is pretty crazy if you're going to make something up to make up a whole lineage of aliens. Um, J.R.R. Tolkien. Okay, all right. I knew you were going there. <laughs> On September 18th, 2018, at 12 a.m., Tanya Derenberger was napping in the room that she occupied in the nursing home. There was a light tap on the door, and after a short pause, two men opened the door and entered the room. One of the men apologized for stopping in so late, and as they approached, Tanya said she realized that the pair were Connor and Connard. This was in 2018. What? They looked very upset and they told her that their father, Carl, and another crewman had died while chasing a humanoid ship. They lost communication and when they saw... <laughs> I just... Are they border patrol agents or what are, what are they? In this utopian society, they got to keep... They're protectors. Yeah, they, they have to keep the, the illegals out of their planet or what? They're not sending their best. <laughs> They lost communication, and then they saw an explosion and heard nothing more from any of the three men. Was that like when the humanoids figured out that if they used weapons, they could steal more shit? Probably. <laughs> they were like, watch this. We kill them before they tell us to stop. That's right. <laughs> then we don't have to stop. Then the boys and Tanya all wept with sorrow and hugged each other. They reminisced about growing up together and playing at the old farmhouse, all the while tears streaming down their faces. Soon hours had passed and it was now 5 a.m. The pair hugged her one more time and promised to visit her soon before leaving her room. Later that day, she posted on Facebook about the terrible news she had received related to the death of Indrid Cold. I found that post. It's real. She really posted that she had learned that the boys had come to visit her and that she had learned that Indra died. Show me the post. I, di I don't have it. You'll have to look it up. After this, Tanya would stay in contact with Connor and Connard through mental telepathy, and they would drop in on her during the holidays. After Tanya was able to leave the nursing home and return to her house, she was having trouble sleeping one night and was up really late. Suddenly, she realized there was a man in her house. He had wrappings on his face, and as he... Wrappings? <laughs> like wrapping paper? I mean, you said they visit during the holidays, yeah. so... <laughs> she has a bow on his head. Like mummy wrappings? <laughs> kind of. The mummies from Lanulos? <laughs> My God. That's a different planet, I think. That's a different uh, galaxy. galaxy. <laughs> Mummalos. He had wrappings on his face, and as he approached, she realized it was Indred. 
He told her that he wanted to let her know in person that he was still alive and apologized for making her believe that he had perished. He said that it had to be done in order to stay off the humanoids' radar so that they would not avenge a return attack. However, while Indrid had survived, the other two men had met a worse fate. Avenge a return attack? Didn't his ship get blown up? Yeah. Why are they avenging him getting his ship blown up? Because they were chasing him out of the galaxy, shooting at him. I have no idea. The genocide, they committed genocide against the humanoids in retaliation, probably. <laughs> I mean, probably. I Yeah, too many questions right Humanocide now. Humanocide is what yeah. they call it. I can tell you're both getting very weary of this. Indrid had been hiding out in the Appalachian Mountains. It's a good place to hide. Healing from the crash. Now older, Tanya has continued to feel the protection of Indrid and his boys. She claims that when she is having anxiety or feeling uneasy, she will close her eyes and telepathically speak to Indrid. During a very hard time in her life, she would see shadows that she assumed to be Indrid or the boys watching over her. She feels the same about the lights in the sky that follow her when traveling. According to the accounts, Indrid would now be well over 95 and his sons would be roughly 65 and 61. Indrid has his own Facebook page that Tanya says that he uses to talk with her and other Earth people that he has relationships with. Where is this page? So I tried to look up Indrid's Facebook page, and I put that in there specifically for you because you asked if Indrid had a Facebook page. Turns out he does. <laughs> right. Wow. I was like, I was like, Monty's going to have to listen to the whole thing just to know about this Facebook page. So I tried to look it up, and because of so many people knowing about Indrid Cold, a million people on Facebook have the name Indrid Cold. Mm, and yeah. like pictures and drawings how would and... you ever find the real one exactly and mm. if he's only using it to talk to family on lanulos I, I don't is he still living on earth why is he had a facebook page like did he move here i i don't i don't know mm, like he's... it doesn't really say mark Zuckerberg. will the real indrid cold please, please stand, stand up, up. <laughs> please stand up so that is the end of part two the final chapter of, <laughs> the final chapter of, of Woodrow Derenberger's interaction with Android Cold. Um, we may do a third part, mm. not anytime soon, sometime this season, to talk about to talk about Android Cold himself and some conspiracies involving him in other stories and lore. Oh, so, that might be more interesting. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this was just his encounter with Woodrow Derenberger and his family and Tanya. So now we're on to theories and questions because Monty looks like he's going to die and his face is going to melt. <laughs> Monty's been uh, his face really is slowly been some melting. Notes there. Yeah, so. he really has. So do you do you guys want me to go through the couple of things I got and you sure. can hit me in case you wrote down the same thing? Then we can yeah. cross those off. Yeah, okay. let's do that. Okay, so one of the things that really bothered me was the whole idea that Indrid is just hanging around this family. Like, it kind of bothers me. I don't know why. But you would think that Indrid would have better things to do than follow an Earth woman around all day while she's shopping. Yeah. My thoughts exactly. <laughs> right. Like, right. I don't know, contact the president, the CIA, right. the Kremlin, you know, yeah, some world power. 
Or the sheriff, even? The sheriff? I don't know. The governor of Rhode Island? Mr. Lockwood, if you brought a friend home and you were like, this is my friend Monty, and um, I just met him, and he's going to come in, and we're going to be good friends and whatever, and then, like, the next three months, every time I look in my rearview mirror, Monty's following me, and, like, I would be genuinely concerned no, for my fine. own well-being. Don't worry about it. It's not, I would be concerned. It's, it's okay. I don't know. I would be calling the police on you, Monty. Sorry. <laughs> I'd call the police on myself. Right. I'd be like, this creep. Like, your friend is a creeper. Get him out of here. So I don't know. The fact that Woodrow just, like, let that happen and thought it was fine. Different times. I get it. I mean, no. maybe no. stalking no, was okay back times. then. I don't know. No. Anyway, that bothered me. That part really bothered me. I bet Indrid breathes really heavily through his mouth. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know. He smiles a lot, apparently. Yeah, he's a real nice guy. He's a nice guy. He's really friendly. He lives mm-hmm. on a planet where everyone's naked. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that was my next one. And there's one adult per abandoned child. child. Oh, and he drugged my kid. And they're all naked. Yeah, only in the all only in long. the warm months. Only in the warm months. We all bathe together. Is he Jeffrey Epstein? They sound very progressive. Yeah, this planet's wild. It's a party there all the time. Very progressive. So. My my next question had to do with Lanulos and them being nudists, so. I'm still perplexed as to why they had to usher Darren Berger into a bathroom to take his clothes off. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, and also, what is the point of a bathroom if there's, like, no privacy anyway? Couldn't you just piss and shit in the street? Yeah. Okay, so, like, I well, still. Well, maybe just no um, uh, dividers around bathrooms. Something just like, like that, yeah. like a toilet. Well, sure. And on a pedestal in the middle well, yeah. of the... Yeah, if we're communal bathing, like just, yeah. who cares? No out, outdoors, just like yeah. if a drinking fountain would be. Yeah, it's like ancient Rome public bathhouses yeah. and yeah. exposed toilets Yeah, and everybody yeah. just walks up to the fountain, hangs their cheeks over, yeah. does the does their mm-hmm. thing, and you can, you know, fit a lot of people all the way around that. It comes with soap, that. and you can take a shower in there, too, yeah. if you want yeah. to. Yeah, the, it's a multi-purpose fountain. In it. It's gross. They eat a lot of good food from Saturn, so the poop is probably a nice consistency. Oh, my God. No diarrhea. A lot of fiber, you know, bulky. We're five-year-olds. Well, I mean, these are things you have to consider. Well, yeah, and <laughs> I... You absolutely must consider this. You, you have to consider these things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Cooper. Love. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't get it. Um, I didn't think about it until you said it, but, like, why would it matter if you went to a bathroom to take your clothes off? Why couldn't you just strip them down right where you are? So, When people start getting confused looking, like, they're putting A and B together and they're starting yeah. to wonder, that's when you change the subject to something like, oh, and you know what else? Everyone's naked there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they're like, huh? Yeah. What? Yeah. And then I- you can keep going. I couldn't wait to pull that one out on you guys, honestly. <laughs> like, that, that was shocking. Uh-huh. Here's something else. This story seems unique to me in that it was initially an encounter by Woody that then kind of became Tanya's story. Yeah. Um, I have never really heard of such an intricate story where another generation is such a big part of taking over the story. You know what I mean? Like, it's really odd to me. It didn't just die with him. And she didn't just find his manuscript and she doesn't get contacted or anything. There was, like, no cutoff when he died. Like, she continued the story almost and and what was happening. So I've never heard of a 
of a UFO encounter where that happens, like generationally like that. So I don't know what you guys think about that, but it's a cluster B. Think about the environment she grew up in. Dad's talking about, I'm visited by aliens every day. Yeah. I mean, she's four when this is happening. You think she's going to grow up normal? Well, and her dad's running around going, oh, uh, Indrid's talking to me. The voice is in my head. Yeah. You know, like, I, I don't. Sounds like yeah. my ex-wife's mom. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I just... It's one of the only stories I've ever heard where a son or a daughter takes over the story and just keeps running with yeah. it. Well, she know? wanted her her 15 minutes of fame. Maybe. Or her 15 years of fame. Or it's just yeah. her world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. It's indistinguishable from. Yep. Yeah. It's the, possible. Okay. So that also made me wonder about Tanya's other siblings and why they haven't also corroborated her accounts. Um, or maybe they have. And I couldn't find it, but um, yeah, it seems to me like she's kind of just out here on her own telling the story and everybody else is like, yeah, oh, I'm a step back from that. Yeah. I mean, so wouldn't you? um, Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I'm having such a hard time because if this is someone who is having an issue mentally, I almost just feel really bad, you know? I mean, if it's real, which it totally is. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. It's too good to not be real. Right. So, I don't know. Those those were kind of my thoughts. I was curious. What is what is Indrid's position in life? Like, what is he? What's his job? Did they mention that? Like, what no, does he do? Not specifically. Like, not his actual he's, job. He's a commander. Border patrol. Yeah, I mean, he's like... Kind of. He's like Earth liaison, border control. Yeah, he's the commander of his ship. Yeah. Um, And he has, you know, crew members under him. But it does seem like he's some kind of... Yeah, border he's patrol. He's like a space or, cop. He's or security. To, yeah. He's trying to get the humanoids off the planet. Yeah. Does, does he work for like the State Department of Lanulos or I something? I have like, no <laughs> idea. Although if he got tired of that job, he could just pick a new one. It doesn't matter right, if he's yeah. qualified or not. Yeah, he, he's probably not qualified for even yeah, the job he be, has. I want to be Maybe captain not. of a starship. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean that brings us to that, like that to, point too. Yeah. How, how are we just like, oh, pick any job you want? I mean, you're a really shitty painter, but Starship if that's what captain. you want to do. You're blind and you're deaf. Yeah, I mean, what if you're like, what if you have like, what if you have chronic diarrhea? You can't be a chef. You're just shitting in everyone's food. There's not much you can do if you're just shitting constantly. No. So is there is there advanced welfare in that country? In that I have no idea. There, See, these are all that things is that, yeah. The whole yeah. Thing is welfare. Yeah. Yeah. I think Derringer. Derringer Burger, Steen Smith, is a, uh, I think he was having an affair. Mm. And I think he needed an excuse. I think his wife was probably a little crazy. She, I mean, she divorced him. Here's what I think. He's having an affair. He knows that she's interested in UFOs Uh because eventually she went on to marry someone who's a ufologist. Yeah. So he's like, I'm gone all the time. She's picking up on it. You know, she, she senses something. He's like, I'm in contact with aliens from Lanulos. Yeah. Like, she, she ain't going to come looking for me no. if I'm on another planet. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm getting a, uh, I'm getting a signal from, from Indrid Cold. Gotta She's go. Like, Gotta go. Yeah. I, that's what I think. And she when, eventually caught on. When really, because yeah. this was before texting, 
Right. He just knew he had to be at a hotel at two o'clock. Yeah. Right. So at like one thirty, mm-hmm. he he got a message. Well, and he's a traveling salesman of sorts, mm-hmm. so he, yeah, he probably meets a lot of women on the road. He's a salesman, so he's probably charismatic. Yeah. Why well, he, he wasn't? Pick up he women. wasn't a bad looking guy. Yeah. So he's like got no problem. I picking heard up him women. speak. I mean, he, mm-hmm. it's pretty. Slick. That that's my story. I'm sticking to it. That's your theory. Your yeah. overall yeah. ultimate theory like that. of his, what was happening. And of course, his daughter. You know, she's young, impressionable. She grows up in this turmoil. Hearing all these stories, they have to move to Cleveland. God help them. And then you know. Yeah, but Indrid and all the other people came to visit their house. They were there. To who? Tanya. Uh, well, according to her dad and her. Now, okay. Catherine. I don't know if the wife, Catherine. I don't. I don't know if she ever... What does she have to say about that's this? That's what I want to know. She's been through enough. My guess is she doesn't want to talk about and it. My guess is she might have passed away already. Um, but yeah, wouldn't that be awesome Like to find out what... And I kind of feel like her role in this might be very similar to any siblings, where she's just like, nope, yeah, that's taking a step back. Mm-hmm. Good points. I think that one's so good. I, I have to agree. I like it. That actually kind of uh, totally erases all my previous points. Okay. I came up with that point later Summed it on. up. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you know what? None of this makes sense. Yeah. So. All right. So we know what Monty thinks happened. What do you think? Real or not real, Mr. Real. Lockwood? Yes. I am converting you. I'm making you a believer. Always the contrary. Yes. And you know me. I always want to believe that it's real. Like, I don't want to believe my this one heart, at all. I do. I hate it. I want to believe this. <laughs> I want to believe that nude tan no. alien men are going to come talk to me in my head. Like, who doesn't want that? These That's, aliens are gross me out. That's a I don't like point. Them. The dude's a, he's a fiend. Yeah, bathing together. Yeah, because he's into that. Maybe and drugs. Like, he's just, I don't know. Mm. It couldn't be me. You might have stumbled onto something. Well, I declare. <laughs> I do. I declare. I do declare. <laughs> oh, my God. I think Lanulos sounds like hell, and I would not like living there. No? No. You want to say goodbye? That's my goodbye. Okay. You want to say goodbye? Yeah. Uh, if you're going to have an affair, think of a better story. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Or just don't have an affair. <laughs> Bye. No. Okay. No, this is my cousin. <laughs> it's still funny as shit. I love it. Cooper. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> I want you to meet Agent Philip Jeffries. <laughs> No, this is my cousin. <laughs> Take me to your giant pink dildo ship. <laughs> oh. Have you ever heard of Tibet? <laughs> Do you have a story that's weird or fascinating? Would you like to have your story read at the end of an episode? If so, please send your story to wthh.podcast at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing your stories. If you'd like more episodes and bonus content, join Patreon to become a member. If you liked our episode, please remember to like, rate, and review. Thank you for listening.